Uh, what is this? Uh, Oreos. Oh, yeah, I love Oreos, man. Man, ever since I was a kid, I would get really, really, really stoned. And, man, I wanted to have some munchies, some hardcore munchies. And I wanted some more. What? Why are you looking at me like that in foreign turn? What? Yes, I can. I can talk about that. Why not? I was getting blazed up hardcore when I was a kid. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, Jesus knows. Jesus is the one who sold me this stuff. Okay, let's try again. Oreos. Uh, they just turned 100 years old. And uh, they are awesome. Yeah, you can uh, you can lick them. You can like, open them up and just get your tongue going there. I mean, just, just lick them. Just lick all over them and they're licking that cream out of there. You know you like to lick that cream. You like to... Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay, let me... Uh, let me try it again. Oreos. It's like a, it's like a white person standing in between two black people. What? What? Oh, come on. That's good. That's about racial harmony. Racial harmony. Two, uh, two black people and a white person. Oh, come on. Okay, let's go again. Hello, everybody. This is St. Peter here for Oreos. I want you, what? What do you mean? I don't want me. They don't want me to use my name. Come on, man. Come on. Okay, let's go again. Hello, everybody. I'm here for Oreos and tell you how awesome Oreos are. Because they're good. You can dip them in milk. And milk loves it. Milk's like all, milk looks all like, oh, yeah, 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 man, that's good. Oh, man, can I get a glass of water? Can I get a glass of water, somebody? I'm feeling very parched. I'm feeling very parched here. Let's go again. Hello, everybody. This is St. Peter talking about Oreos and how you can put them in milk and milk loves them and milk's all like, hey, hey, this is awesome. Uh, start, stick that in me some more. Stick it in me. What? What was wrong with that one? Oh, God damn it. One more time. Hello, everybody. I love Oreos. You love Oreos. Go to the store and buy some. There we go. That's it. That's it. That's the take. I'm done. Let's get out of here. Look at some hookers. Those muggers like Oreos. There you go. The wonder is St. Peter. <clears throat> Never gets old. Well, maybe sometimes it gets old. I don't know. A lot of, uh, a lot of St. Peter, a little St. Peter's too much. You know, a little dabble do you, as they say. Welcome, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show Live. Whether you're watching us on Pod Nation TV or you're watching us later on the Stoner Jesus platforms or listening later on StonerJesus.net or one of the podcast platforms, thank you for doing so. Spread the word. Remember now, you see the show where it drops anywhere else. It drops on Pod Nation TV. You see it scrolling. Download the app for free on all Roku and Fire TV devices. Over 100 million homes in the United States can see the Stern Jesus show at least five days before anyone else does. Think about that. Got a lot more collaborations and stuff going on with Pod Nation TV as well in the future. This is chapter 7, verse 9 of the Stern Jesus show. The second episode for Pod Nation TV. I'm not going to keep track like that. Just saying. At this point, I can't keep track because it's only been two. We eventually get to the point where I cannot. You know what I'm saying? I'm smoking. Let's blaze one up. 
I can kill that music anytime. The old OG theme music from the Stoner Jesus show. From back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like way back in the day. You know what I'm saying. Anyway. A couple big interviews tonight I'm going to play. Adeline Starr, both in the porn industry. Adeline Starr and Nade Nasty will get uh, the perspective on the porn industry from both sides, the female and the male perspective. Interesting conversations with both. Talking about porn, uh, weed, all that cool shit. I mean, I don't know what's more important or, or greater than porn and weed, but, you know, it's mainly the two things we got into. <laughs> in any case, did I put did I put this up when the show started? There. The porn from both sides is the title of the show. I don't even know. I can't remember. Five minutes ago, I cannot remember whether or not I put that up. And cynics will say, well, Stern Jesus, uh, uh, cannabis affects the short-term memory. And that's true. But 10 years ago, when I was smoking a bunch of cannabis, I didn't have these problems. Something tells me age has a lot to do with it. I'm just saying. In any case, chapter 7, verse 9. It is awesome. Uh, StonerJesus.net for all information on the show. Social media platforms are linked there, and they're scrolling along the bottom of the screen. As I speak, spread the word about the show and whatnot. If you want to email the show, StonerJesus420 at gmail.com. All the information, StonerJesus.net. On Facebook, if you're on Facebook, you can join our hardcore group of fans of the show, Disciples of Stoner Jesus, on Facebook. Why I know it's been a, it's, it's 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 an old group. I mean, why I'm still on Facebook? You know, people are like the youngins out there are like, why don't you go to Discord or something, old man? Hey, shut up! I'm not an old man. Leave me alone. <laughs> Couple things before we get to the interviews. Much love to you. We'll talk more about them in between the interviews. We'll check out the website and talk a bit a little bit about the benefits, uh, the health benefits of mushrooms, not the magic mushrooms, just the regular old mushrooms. I know you've been probably seeing a lot about health benefits and stuff like that. I'll tell you about MuchLoveToYou.com, and also sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Television Network, which is the pin post on X at Stoner Jesus 420. Three channels. Channel number one is all Stoner Jesus episodes all the time, full episodes. Channel two is all my favorite clips and interviews. Channel three is Stoner Jesus and Friends, early episodes of the High Noon Hemp Show that I do with Beach every Wednesday, and early episodes of The Smokeout that I do with Shelly Martinez. Make sure you check that out, ShellySJSmokeout.com for all the links. Myself, a former wrestler, uh, current model, content creator, Shelly Martinez. We do a show each month. You can be a part of the show. Become a Patreon subscriber. I send you the link to the show. You can come on the stream yard with us, smoke with us, chill with us, participate in what we're doing. You can be on video, audio, just in the private chat. It's up to you. Just go check it out. ShellySJSmokeout.com. Also, there you can find our Twitter and our Instagram social media for the show and all of the free audio podcast platforms. The, show, the Smokeout is a free audio podcast, over 70 episodes now. Go check that shit out because it is, it is awesome. I can do that better because it is awesome. Am I having a stroke? I don't know. If I do have a stroke, I'll, I'll say one thing. If I ever have a stroke, I hope it's on the show, live. I hope there's live video of it. I don't think it's happening right now. I think I'm just fucking up my words. <laughs> you really got to know the difference between a stroke 
and when you're just having trouble speaking in general, which I just was. So, first up, Adeline Star, awesome interview. Then we'll come back and talk about much love to you. Maybe more another uh, SoundCloud bit later. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, do I run that in the ground? I do your reuse, reuse things. I, you know, it's, I get the mileage out of it. I put a lot of effort into some of that stuff. I don't want you all to hear it if you haven't heard it before. <laughs> anyway, as I said, first up, Adeline Star. All the information we talk about or social media, it's scrolling on the bottom as well. It's a great interview, great discussion with her and Nate Nasty coming a little bit later as well. If you're watching us on Pod Nation, awesome. Shout us out, share it, tell people about it. If you're watching this on X or Facebook later or the Rumble or not the Rumble, on Rumble, my Rumble, on the Rumble, the Rumble channel for this show. Wherever you're watching, Twitch, share that shit. Tell people about it. Know what I'm saying? All right. Here's my interview with Adeline Star. Check it out. And we'll be back. Stern's Jesus Show Live, Chapter 7, Verse 9. Dick Nuggets. Welcome back, everybody. Stern's Jesus Show on the old video chat. We have Adeline Star. Uh, Adeline, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for coming, taking the time to uh, be with us tonight. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I can't complain. I mean, yeah. I could, but I won't because <laughs> no one hear that. But. <laughs> Um, so for people who don't know about you, uh, can you give us a little brief rundown of what it is you do? Yeah, so I am a model, streamer, porn star, internet person, okay? <laughs> all that good stuff. I do quite a bit. I do everything under the sun. And um, I'm from Texas, and I um, am just now branching out into more professional porn. I already have a few scenes under my belt, and uh, I'm ready <laughs> for 2024. So yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, we'll get to uh, you have appearances later this month. We'll get to and stuff like that where people can find you and your stuff. I understand you've only been doing adult content a couple years. What was the reasoning behind that and getting into the industry? Yeah, so um, I had always been kind of drawn to the industry. I went um, to a convention. So I actually started camming um, in 2021 and I had a blast and I started, I actually went into another cam model's room and I was like, hey, you know, I actually have like a pineapple on her um, background. And for those of you who know what a pineapple means, um, it's like they're in the lifestyle or they're a swinger. That's what I initially yeah. was into before I entered the adult industry. So I had always felt very, you know, uninhibited, you know, very free. And, um, so I went into her room and we started chatting and we hit it off. And then, um, she was like, Hey, you know, like, I stream on um, this uh, on Chatterbait, and I was like, "Cool, I'd be game to check out Chatterbait." So uh, she showed me Chatterbait, and then I essentially um, CB ended up being amazing to me, and um, I started going to like almost all of the conventions as many as I could, and I started to like build myself up from there, and 
you know, just continuing to build and blossom. So yeah, like it was, I had always been interested. And then it was at the end of 2020, I ended up getting um, laid off from the restaurant industry. So um, I was in business development and management for about four or five years at that point. And it was like, I was like, okay, I'm kind of, you know, you know how um, I'm very much the type of person that whenever, if I'm in a certain position or field, I look at the top and I say, do I want to be there? Is that what I want? Right. And if the answer to that question is no, then you probably should switch gears, right? You should probably switch to a different industry or something else. And (laughs) it had gotten to that point where it was like, okay, I had achieved what I wanted to in that industry. And it was kind of like, I didn't want the top spot, which would be, you know, either restaurant owner or like, um, what is it like an area area director who comes and like checks on all of the restaurants, you know? So it's just kind of like, I had, I felt like I had all, I had conquered what I wanted out of, you know, the restaurant industry because I had been in management. And, um, so yeah, so I started and I, do camming and then <laughs> it just blossom and snowball effect so yeah wow that's awesome uh so you say you were from texas but i understand you recently moved out to the west coast um how has the move kind of facilitated what you want to do and what kind of new experiences have opened up for you yeah so with the move um I just moved on the 26th, so I'm super happy. So this week is like my first official week, like in getting into the full swing of everything. Um, I originally moved out here so that I could shoot more professional porn. I recently signed with an agency, mm. OC Modeling, um, very nice, well-established agency. And um, I initially planned on coming out to LA one week per month and it just kind of until i felt like i was ready to make the move but the opportunity to move out here sooner presented itself and i was like just do it let's go so that's where (laughs) we're at now and um i'm i'm happy but yeah so moving out here will essentially hopefully cross your fingers (laughs) um get more scenes get more pro bookings and then of course Mm -hmm. the talent pool there's so many other talents out here for me to create my own content with so it's just um uh more i i i frame it this way i feel like kind of on brand um with you here but i feel like i'm a plant and it's time to repot so that I can continue to grow. And that's where we're at now. So LA is my new plot so that I can continue to grow and, you know, flourish. And that's right. Sometimes you have to be in a bigger pot and to, to reach your full potential. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's awesome. Um, you mentioned being on like Chatterbait and OnlyFans and stuff like that. That puts you obviously into contact with the public and people online. Um, what are some of the crazier requests that you've gotten from people? Are there things where you just, you immediately like, no, I'm not going to do that. Or just something is just so out of, out of bounds or out of your mind. If you, if you would, uh, that you just, you're just not going to even entertain it. Yeah. Um, thankfully I haven't really gotten anything super crazy. The wildest thing that I've gotten is like, can you order a pizza and answer the door naked and film it? Um, (laughs) 
So yeah, um, that's probably the wildest one, and I ended up not doing it. <laughs> okay. But, um, but yeah, so I'd say that's the craziest one. I don't have one of those stories. I know some girls like have like the whole jar, do stuff, and put it in a jar and things like that. I don't really have anything like that. They say like your vibe attracts your tribe, right? And I'm pretty like chill. I'm I'm on high energy, but when it comes to, you know, the sexual um part of me and my brand and what I offer, um I don't really do a lot of like kink or like super hardcore like crazy balls to the wall stuff. I'm very much like personality and tense and the warmth and the energy and I just have like I have a really good connection with my people you know what I mean so I don't I haven't gotten any who's like oh my god can you do xyz in a jar <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah um definitely the balls of the wall content that sounds like it'd be painful that's definitely something yeah. I would not be um into um so coming from the world of like content creation solo content creation to the world of doing professional scenes um, mm -hmm. How much of an adjustment has it been for you being in that world? I think the only thing is just kind of like, you know, you go from being almost like a homebody, right? Like you're home all the time. It's just you. And, you know, it's me and I have four cats. So it's me and my four cats. I'm like, that's it. And then you go and you go to set and there's like 10 people. There's sometimes there's like numerous amounts of people and you're like, whoa, you know, like just so I guess the biggest transition would be it's almost like I feel like I'm re-entering the workforce in a way because I've been from home like for so long, right? And I haven't, I, I only, most of my interactions are online with other people so whenever you go to set yeah. you've got to like factor in other people their energy their you know um their you know how how they operate and you have to um kind of let people show you who they are and how to interact with them right and so it's i guess it's part of just that's the, the biggest transition is i feel like i'm re-entering the workforce because i'm having more face-to-face -face interactions with people again after three years of doing pro shoots here and there but mostly from home and i go to conventions once a quarter so i do i'm not saying like i'm a total like recluse or anything <laughs> but uh yeah so i think that's the that's the biggest like kind of um thing but other than that everything else is like easy peasy piece of cake like i used to be in you know the swinger lifestyle and with that like you're essentially you don't have to but there's yeah. a lot of sex everywhere there's a lot of people standing around like either you know they're into voyeurism they're watching you or you're the one putting on the show so I feel like uh, that in a way kind of like helped prime me to be comfortable having sex in front of other people and this time there's yeah. just you know five different cameramen and audio people involved you know what i mean <laughs> yeah absolutely I can definitely see that um so obviously uh, a lot of what we talk about is cannabis a lot of what our fans are into is cannabis uh, what has your relationship been over the course of your life uh, or lack of relationship with cannabis yes yeah, so 
I actually started smoking whenever I was in high school, right? It's like kind of like, woo, you know, like this new, you know, fun thing. And then um, I ended up stopping and I don't, you know, I just kind of like stopped and I was like, okay, like, let's, you know, do other things with my life. And it wasn't until, um, so I, I, I stopped smoking. Like I felt like it was just a phase and a fad for me in high school until I got to about, actually within the past three to four years, um, I started teaching yoga and I learned um, how to, you know, like mind body awareness, connection, a lot of like just mind overall mindfulness, right? And um, obviously as you get older, your body changes and you've got to, you know, like you wanna be able to move around as much as you want to, right? And with yoga, it's a lot of like just talking to your body. So, Anyway, I ended up going to, and being in Texas, it's so like, no, it's a no-go, you know what I mean? Like, it's still illegal there. Um, So, yeah, I I ended up going to Colorado um, with my grandma, and I went, and I think I wanted to go get some, like, ice cream, and I saw that there was, like, a dispensary, um, you know, on the same block, and my grandma she was like pretty much done for the day she didn't want to like get off and so she's like hey i'm gonna park here you can go down the block go get your ice cream and then i'll meet you back at the car right and i was like okay you sure you don't want anything she's like no so uh i made one stop before the ice cream which was the cannabis store and i got myself like a pack of i think i got some like gummies right because it's just great i'm with my grandma she's a jehovah witness like you think that i can actually buy a joint and like be able to like sneak away you know so i got a pack of edibles and that was like my first time in, in like you know like a um dispensary and it was like wow and so that was really wow. fun and um i had taken i think i had taken like edibles here and there before so um that was like really exciting for me and then i was like i enjoyed that like it was fun right but like i said being in texas it's still very like no um and then it wasn't until I actually went on a date with a guy. Um, he let me hit his like a uh, vape pen and he was from Cali and it was like a, a concentrate or something like that. And I hit the pen and I yep. ended up just getting so high off my ass. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, hey, like I don't really like this. Like it was no bueno for me. And we ended up having, I, I was, at his place and he lived about an hour and a half away and then on the hour and a half drive back the next morning he essentially started lecturing me about how weed can actually be you know a tool and it can be xyz and that i essentially needed to conquer the high and I'm like, what is this dude talking about? Like, at this point, I, I don't think I had started teaching yoga yet. But I was like, what is, like, no, like, that was not a fun experience for me. And you're over here telling me to do it again and then try to, like, jump through these imaginary hoops. Like, what are you saying? So anyway, so then he he recommended a book for me. And, he, you know, he was just, I just wasn't there yet you know what i mean and it takes to me i think it takes people time to get to a place to where they're able to actually smoke you know weed and 
get benefit from it as opposed to, you know, freaking out or just getting like stupidly high. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, so fast yeah. forward, you know, about a year later at this point, I, like I said, I, I was doing yoga and that kind of helped open that door for me to be essentially like have this level of a mental awareness and connection with myself. And, um, I started smoking again and then I was like introduced to like different, you know, like I was like, oh, cool, like sativa, indica, hybrid, all of these things. And um, what ended up happening is I was started smoking and then I would get um, really big bouts of energy and clarity, like profound clarity after smoking. And it was like, holy smokes, like this is incredible. And then I was, I would smoke and I, um, and then I was able to move my body better, like deeper, like my hips, um, like I could flow better, like, and I stream, right? And so I put on music and I smoke and then I dance like 10 times better whenever I'm stoned because I have so much more fluidity in my body and that rigidness is gone so um so now my relationship with you know weed is significantly different than it was when I was in high school and whenever I hit that dab pin you know many years ago um and now it's it's it gives me you know that it gives me clarity and movement and fluidity and i think it's just kind of like that guy said you just have to conquer the high and essentially like wield it into what you want it to be so if you want to get stoned and just fucking like veg out then sure but i use it more so literally recreationally i know that sounds so freaking cheesy but i've started finding you know strains that work for me and that like for instance right now i have um like a blue dream one it's a blue dream sativa that i'm really really big on and it's it's been amazing for me but um so yeah so that's a long-winded story of my journey with with weed and um it's been nice and it's kind of been like this and i feel like right now we're we're kind of you know and especially since i just moved to cali literally day one i got delivery and i was like hell yeah (laughs) day one and i got some some stuff delivered to me so yeah that's that's my uh answer Definitely a, definitely a whole new world. I know over the last 10 or 12 years, especially, there's been a lot of a lot more articles, a lot more studies done, and a lot of people talking about how they use cannabis in conjunction with exercise and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's just, you know, obviously defying that stereotype of the stoner who stuck to the couch. There's just all different kinds of stoners or people who use weed or smoke or vape or whatever it is they do. And they're from all walks of life and they do all sorts of things. And there is something to be said about towards what that guy was saying about conquering the high. There's there's some anxiety in the beginning, especially for a lot of people who mm-hmm. either get too high or they're just not used to that, that feeling, uh, whether it's the euphoria or, you know, relief or whatever other emotions come with it. And it's, um, so for a lot of people, it is a matter of getting it through it, but there's a lot of potential and a lot of benefits from it. Once you get to that point, as you said, and uh, it's great that you're able to use it and, hopefully show other people that there's different ways to use cannabis other than, Hey, Hey bro, we're going to smoke a doobie and get blaze. We can smoke and, and medicate or whatever we do and go do great things and achieve great things. And, and that's just, that's awesome stuff. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, um, the high, if it was is the highest you've ever been? Was it that? Was it the time with the the dad pin and that guy, or was there I another time? So. I think yeah. so. Like that was probably like holy smoke because it hit you. Like I had zero tolerance. I had like you know, like it just sent me. It absolutely sent me. So yeah, I'd say that's probably. And I, there's been a few times where, um, like I've taken one, um, like this gummy, and it essentially like I feel like it. And this was more enjoyable though, but it was like a gummy that hit me and then it hit me again and then it hit me again. And I was like, wow, it was like riding this wave, you know? And so that one was a fun. So I guess like that would be the most positive highs that I've been. And it was from a gummy, like who would have known, you know? So. Nice. Well, yeah, like you said, being in California, you're definitely in for uh, for some new experiences. I'm sure that's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, you, uh, I know that later this month, uh, you're going to do, be doing a couple of appearances. I know you're going to be at the AVN and also the uh, at XBiz. Tell us mm -hmm. about where people can find you in those places. Yeah, so um, with XBiz, I will be at uh, the Chatterbait booth for uh, most of the weekend. And then at AVN, I will be at the OC modeling booth. And then on Friday, I believe it's 12 to 2 p.m. on Friday. Um, I let me double check that before I say. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. On Friday is 12, yes, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. I will be at the AVN booth signing. So that will be exciting, like actually signing at the AVN um, because prior. Prior conventions, I've always been uh, just at the Chatterbait booth. So this will be an exciting convention going as like a pro talent as opposed to with Chatterbait. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. So uh, those who have been watching, you've seen that the scroll along the bottom, um, Adeline's uh, Twitter slash X, wherever it is you call it, and her link tree as well. Uh, you can check those out. Uh, where are some places online that people can find you online, uh, like social media and other stuff like that? Yeah, definitely Twitter seems to be the most uh, reliable in terms of like having everything readily available. Um, my Instagram's mm. pretty solid. It's just the Adeline Star on IG. And, um, but yeah, I definitely usually refer people to my Twitter just because that's where the most like porn related presence is um my ig is just like a lot of fun stuff it's uh, some fitness related things some like fun reels thirst traps uh so if you're an ig person uh, you can follow my ig for some thirst traps and fitness and uh, yeah awesome my instagram is also mostly thirst traps if you all want to go check that out <laughs> at a later time i can't Let's wait. see all this yeah. That's right. People are flocking. I'm, I'm really, I'm overwhelmed by the response so far. It's been awesome. Adeline, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Uh, if you ever want to come back on and to promote something or talk about something else, anything you want to sure. talk about, you just let us know. Sure. Thank you so much for having awesome. me. I'll see you. Thank you, Adeline. Uh, have a great night. Bye. Awesome. Have a good night. Bye. So there you go. Adeline Star, yes, my go check out my thirst traps on Instagram. You see it scrolling there along the bottom. Uh, let's check out <laughs> much love to you 
awesome sponsor of the show. I was talking earlier about health benefits of mushrooms. You can go check it out at mushlove to you. So the different kinds. Um, also talks a lot about what different supplements are good for, things of that nature. Uh, you can also go on their email list, learn more about mushrooms. Just a lot of great stuff at Much Love to you. Go check it out. Learn more about the health benefits of mushrooms. And then get some if you would like some. If not, then don't. You know, it's, uh, whatever. Whatever you want to do. Go check it out. Don't go check it out. It's up to you. But I urge you to. You know, just to say. <laughs> no pressure. But go do it, damn it. Right now. My next interview here on Chapter 7, Verse 9 of the Stoner Jesus Show, Nade Nasty, the first ever male porn star I believe we've had on the show. I'm pretty sure of that. I guess I could have forgotten. I mean, I'm I'm the official historian of the show, but I'm not very good at my job. In any case, here's my interview with Nade Nasty. Check him out where you can find him. Great interview. Chill dude. Had a lot of fun talking about porn and cannabis. So here it is. Yo. Welcome back, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show on the video chat. As you can see, we have Nade Nasty. If you're watching the video version of the show, his info, scrolling along the bottom of the screen. Amazing technological prowess displayed by the Stoner Jesus Show. Nate, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you uh, putting my uh, links down there. That's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, actually, we I mean, have people watch and they like what they see and they want to they want to see more we want to get them to, to where they need to be to see your stuff and we'll talk about where you're online and all your appearances later this month and all that stuff coming up um first we'll start at the beginning i'm sure you ask this a lot because a lot of guys want to know this because uh, they <laughs> think they can replicate you know the path into the adult industry yeah. obviously um what made you want to get into the adult industry and more importantly how are you able to make that happen <laughs> all right well i mean i guess kind of like I mean, a lot of dudes probably want to get in the adult industry. They watch porn and they're like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, I would love to do that. And now I never thought it was like a realistic thing for me. I didn't even get that many girls and like, you know, back in the day and like high school and stuff. But, um, but the couple I did get were like, you the big dick. You should do porn or something. I was like, oh, really? Right. I never thought it would actually <laughs> happen. But after hearing it a, a few times, I was like, you know what? Let me, uh, see what I can do. So I made an ad on this website called Sexy Jobs. I'm pretty sure it still exists. This is about seven years ago. Um, and uh, I got some calls and like, I got some not calls like messages and stuff on there from some small amateur companies and stuff in the uh, New York, New Jersey area. That's where I'm from. And, uh, you know, shot some scenes up there for those companies and one of the directors for them said, Hey, you should make a Twitter. You'll never believe how many girls are on Twitter. I was like, okay. So I did that. And, uh, you know, I started, you know, posting my dick and stuff on Twitter and like hitting up girls to shoot. And, you know, when you're new like that, you don't get that many responses, but you know, other like girls that are new would respond in that, in the Northeast area there. And I started shooting some content Then eventually one of the companies I shot for up there was like, Hey, we're going to Miami to shoot some scenes if you want to come with us. So I took some time off from uh, the bank. I used to work at 
the uh, Wells Fargo. So I took some time off from there nice. and I went down to Florida to Miami to shoot for the first time. And when I was down there, I hit up some productions that were down there. One of them was called see him fuck, which is a site that's like, um, it's a straight site, but the camera angles and stuff are like focused more on the dude, you know? So it's like for girls to watch or a lot of gay dudes that like watching straight dudes, fuck girls, watch it. Cause that's a, that's a whole niche. But, uh, and, uh, I shot for that. I've shot for them. And I didn't realize that that site is owned by my agent at the time um, from uh, Hussy Models. So after the scene, there was a dude sitting there the whole time. I thought he was a PA. But after the scene, he was like, do you still want to sign the Hussy Models? I was like, yeah. And uh, that that's my agent, Riley. I've been with him for three and a half years now. And uh, I moved to Florida a few months later after he signed me. It was hard at first because guys don't get paid that much or get that many bookings at first because no one knows you or knows if you're a good performer. But after a little yeah. while, I started to get over the hump and, uh, you know, now I do pretty well with it. So it was a long path. Like I said, I shot my first scene when I was like 19 for small companies in the Northeast. I'm 26 now. I feel like people just started even like noticing me and I started getting nominations and stuff like that maybe a year, year and a half, two years ago, max. So it's not an overnight thing for most people. Unless if you have like a, a horse cock, then it, then it, then you blow up overnight. <laughs> I have a big dick, but I'm not like, you know, dread or, I'm not like Mandinko. Or not some shit. Horse dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's yeah. how it happens. Yeah. I imagine most guys who watch something like this or think about it, they, on the, the basic level, they think, oh, that's something I could do. If you really think about it, how many guys would be able to go onto a set and perform under that kind of pressure with all those people standing there? You know, you screw something up, it's costing them money, you're fucking up production, you're pushing things back. Oh, yeah. You know, there's only this select few people that actually pull that off. Yeah. And if, if the directors are very nice, then they won't make you pay a kill fee. But if you mess up, a lot of time you have to pay $1,000 kill fee or something because someone has to pay for the location and the girl, yeah. you know. I've, I've done probably like 600 scenes. I've messed up like less than 10, but it happens to everybody, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not easy. It's definitely not as, it's not all sunshine and daisies. Yeah. There's a lot the of, you know, I mean, what was that? Despite the fact that there's absolutely no demand for me being in the adult business, I've yet to have any offers in my entire career. No one's <laughs> ever contacted me about it. Besides all that, besides the fact that I have like an average dick, there's no way I would be able to do that. It'd be like all these people around. I'd be like, look, I can't, I can't do this. I gotta, I gotta fucking leave. I'll walk up the set, <laughs> leave the end of my I'll career. You, I'll tell you what. Sometimes I think, ah, oh, damn, I wish I broke into like the mainstream. I've been doing mainstream like for the big companies and stuff for like three and a half years now since I signed to my agency after the story I just told you. But uh, I, uh, sometimes I'm like, damn, I wish I broke into mainstream sooner when I was like 18 or something, because then I would be like even more known now but at the same time i'm very lucky that uh i honestly shot for all those small companies and stuff first in the northeast in new york and stuff because uh i was able to like kind of get used to it a little bit like my first scenes up there weren't the easiest but once i by the time i made it to florida and shot in front of my 2b agent um i was a good performer and i was used to shooting in front of people 
Yeah. So if I was thrown right into the fire at first, I might not have, uh, you know, had a as great of a, you know, a launch. Yeah. My, I, Any, I um, who knows? Absolutely. Yeah. May not have made it to the Stoner Jesus show, which is like the really the peak of anyone's career. Well, I'm happy <laughs> to be here, man. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Um, you've been on, as you say, you've done like 600 scenes, so you've been on, you know, a ton of sets. Is any like I'm really crazy? I've shit. probably done like 400 scenes, 600 girls because some of them multiple okay. girls. I've probably done like 400 scenes or something. There you go. Has any like really crazy shit like went down that like just like stands out to you? Like this this crazy stuff that went out that happened. <sighs> you know it's funny. The craziest thing I think that ever happened to me on set was probably within my first five scenes. And it was for one of those smaller companies up in New York. And uh, they, uh, it was during Exotica 2017. And a, uh, it was supposed to be a gangbang with me, uh, this one dude, and this other dude, and then this, this chick. And uh, I went in the shower to shower before the scene. And by the time I got out, the one guy was gone. I was wondering, you know, I didn't know what happened at all. And then, then I hear the director, he's calling pass the place that certifies uh, the STD tests for the industry to make sure it's like, you know, directors have access to people's tests so they can make sure it's like, you know, valid. So he calls and this person hadn't been tested in like eight months or something. And they were, they tried to show everybody a screenshot that they edited the date um to uh to um you know to fool everybody i guess they didn't want to pay for a test they had something and they still wanted to shoot i don't know but uh luckily the director was like you know we can't take a screenshot and then the person just left and then he called class and found out that it hadn't been tested and they went back to exotica and was like trying to shoot with people and stuff so thank thankfully that director was responsible and that person's not in industry anymore so damn that is some crazy shit. Um, I noticed you also have a OnlyFans, uh, which obviously puts you into contact with a lot of people. Uh, you get any kind of yeah. crazy requests through that or through X or anything? And it's like oh. this off the wall shit. I mean, I get tons of crazy requests. Um, let me see. What's a good one? Um, <laughs> so, well, someone, someone paid me to fuck my shoe once. That was interesting. Just like how's that work? Yeah, let's put my dick in where my foot goes, and my dick's not as big as my foot, obviously. (laughs) So like it was like it was like okay, you know. So I did that. Um, I do a yeah. I don't know some. uh, Just I guess someone that used to be a dentist used to pay me to watch me brush my teeth every day. Um, (laughs) That's where you make money. Yeah, some, uh, <laughs> you know, stuff with chicks. I mean, I do a lot of crazy stuff with chicks anyway, so people don't really have to request it. <laughs> you know, I like, you know, so, yeah, there's, you know, I try to, whatever my fans request for my scenes, like with girls, you know, as long as it's, a, I, you know, I try to always try to fulfill their desires as long as it's something I'm comfortable doing and my co-star is comfortable doing, you know. Absolutely. So, so um, being in the adult industry, obviously, um, does that have any kind of effect, do you think, on, like, 
your relationships with women, uh, like your personal relationships, do you find that it's like uh, they have certain expectations or that alters their expectations because they know what you do for a living? Uh, for sure. But since I've been in the industry, honestly, I've mainly only talked to the girls in the industry because I'm just working mm -hmm. all the time and I don't go out much. So it's like most of the girls I meet are just girls I meet through work. Um, I've, uh, I've tried to date girls in the industry because I thought it would be easier because I understand what, you know, the job is, it's a, it's a job and stuff, but uh, not necessarily the case. And relationships in the industry could definitely be complicated. I'm not someone that necessarily enjoys my partner being with other people, but I could like separate the fact it's work and stuff like that. But, uh, hmm. you know, it's people definitely get jealous and, uh, you know, it's hard not to. I understand. I, you know, I could work humans. I get jealous too sometimes. Um, yeah. Also, I guess when it comes to the girls I meet that aren't in the industry, like through my friends and stuff, like how do they look at it? I guess it depends on the type of chick it is. Like some girls think it's really cool and they probably want to fuck me because they're like, oh, he must have a big dick and fuck good. And some girls are probably like, yeah, that's gross. You know, it just depends on the girl. You know, you get, you get all types of reactions. Dudes think I'm a hero usually. <laughs> like, like my like my friends from my hometown, like they never shut up about it. <laughs> and, like, and, I, and I try to explain to them like ninety to like ninety percent of my job is on my computer editing and promoting and uploading and doing all that stuff. And uh, yeah. the ten percent that's fucking, you know, it's not all like. There's a couple positions where you just get to chill, like BJ and when the girl's riding and stuff. But most of the time, you're like, you're like contorted in weird ways, you know, trying to like open up to the camera and like the lighting and stuff, yeah, you know. So yeah. it's not all, it's not, you know, it, it's, it's the best job I've ever had. I'm not complaining. I love it. It's amazing being able to have sex with a bunch of beautiful women and make them make pornos with it. Cause like, I don't know, I feel like I'm like a porno sexual. Like, I get off more on the fact that I know I'm. This is on film and this video yeah. of me being a hot girl and everyone's going to wish they're me watching it. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, it makes me feel lucky and it makes me get more into it. So right. I'm very grateful for my job. I love it. Um, but, you know, it's not like it's a job for sure. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get that. Uh, before we get to weed and cannabis and everybody's favorite subject, besides porn, of course, yeah. um, I seen your notes. I saw that it said that you have. Instagram famous cats. What exactly oh. does that mean? <laughs> well, they're not too famous yet, but I, uh, I'm trying to get them there. I got the the dot for boys. You know, follow them on Instagram. Um, I've had them for 12 years. Yeah. I'm going on 12. They're gonna be 12 this year. One of them's right here. All right. One. <laughs> See, now you're even more famous. Yeah. I've been on the Center Jesus show. I don't bother him too much, but. Oh, shout out Tiger Lily. This is a really hot girl that is one of my favorite girls to work with. As you can see, she's really hot. My my body doesn't oh, do yeah. her body justice, but she uh <laughs> she uh she's got a split tongue, which is really cool. And I'm doing a reverse gangbang on January 22nd with right now we have 12 girls in the group chat. I'm trying to get at least 20 girls in the group. 10 of them probably won't be able to make it because that's just how it is. So that's going to be sick. Cause I've done a lot of scenes with three girls. I've done a couple with five girls, but I've never done 
more than that. And Tiger Lily's helping me set it up. So I really appreciate her. Shout out to Tiger Lily because it was kind of her idea. And she oh, yeah. wanted to add all the girls to the group chat. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, look forward to that. Uh, um, so, obviously, uh, everybody loves cannabis. We love cannabis. Everybody watches us, pretty much loves cannabis. Um, yes. When did you, when was it for, how old were you when you first tried cannabis? I smoked and drank the same night my new year's freshman year for the first time i didn't really get into smoking it every day until like spring that spring or summer like hanging out with friends before we move on real quick since he's not in the room i also sure. want to shout out reese this is my other cat there you go all right <laughs> nice. the, more, the more intellectual of the two <laughs> <laughs> Um, um but, uh, yeah, when I was, I guess, how old was I? I guess 15, uh, 14, 14, first time smoking it, 15, mm-hmm. when I started smoking it consistently. Okay. So, yeah. uh, if I ask you about the highest you've ever been, is there like a specific instance or event that comes to mind? Uh, there's two. Okay. Two. One, there, there used to, uh, there was this farm i grew up in the appalachian mountains in new jersey right so there's a bunch of farms and woods and they used to have this festival they had a bunch of festivals but there was this one place called uh, ricky's barn that a huge property that they have these music festivals on and i went there when i was like six 15 or six 15 probably and uh i uh i i smoked a ton of weed I ate a ton of pot brownies because I was just like hungry and I never really had edibles before. And I'm like, they tasted good. So I ate a bunch and I was so <laughs> fucking stoned. I was just, we were just sitting in this like rave barn. There's like girls hula hooping and stuff like with all the lights. And I was just sitting there like, and my buddy kept like closing my mouth. Like he kept like pressing my jaw up, like, yo, close your mouth. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, we uh we had to go back to my house and our ride wasn't answering so we had to call my mom and my buddy was like yeah we gotta call your mom for a ride and i was freaking out about it and i uh but then shortly after that i found out she smoked and then i then i just smoked around her and didn't care but at the time i was freaking out about it um the other time and i was trying to walk home on the appalachian trail because appalachian trail was right across the street used to go through my backyard. It would have taken us like an hour and a half or two hours or something in the middle of the night. But I was like, we can't have a fix this up. Um, the other time I was smoking dabs. And uh, I uh, I was with my friend Haley and we were in my old 88 Crown Vic. This was like my second car. It was like, it was pretty sick. It was like maroon with like maroon couch seats. And we were chilling in my car and she had dabs and like a little nectar collector. And uh mm. It was my first time smoking dabs. I took a few and I hit them and I ate like this bagel and this drank this mucho mango Arizona I had. And I just like threw it up. <laughs> and, I, like, <laughs> and then I like passed and I just like passed out in my car. I woke up like three like two hours later and she was sitting in my car still like, Hey, are you good to drive now? And I'm like, No. And then my friend Eddie came and picked her up. And then uh I went back to sleep in my car. I felt like, and I woke up a few more hours later. It was dark out. I was still stoned out of my mind. And I went home and I was chilling there. It took like 
an, a 45 minute nap, woke up and I went to my buddy's house and I was still like blasted. So my first time <laughs> taking dabs and my first time taking like edibles, I guess, were probably the two most stoned I've been. There you go. It's definitely a common occurrence, especially with edibles. Yeah, and then after I got off probation for weed in New Jersey when I was uh, like 17, I guess my first time smoking after that, my sister picked me up and we went to her friend's house and smoked some bonks. And then uh, we went and got pizza after, and I don't even remember going to get the pizza. I just remember like <laughs> being in the pizza place, eating the pizza. That's all I remember. Nice. <laughs> Um, so we mentioned you got some stuff going on later this month with uh, XBiz and AVN. Tell us what oh, you yeah. got going on there. Um, well, you know, they're two huge events. I'm excited for both of them. I always try to go to them and network. And, uh, you know, I like feeling like part of the community, seeing all my friends and meeting new people, directors and girls to work with and stuff. I, uh, I have a few nominations, which is pretty exciting. Um, I got nominations for the first time last year for any awards. I got nominated for an AVN, XBiz, Urban X, and a Fleshbot, which was sick. And then this year, so far, um, I have a couple scenes now that I'm in nominated for XBiz. Um, they're gangbang scenes, so I was just like one of the guys in them. They're really the, the girls of the scenes were the stars. So, and then uh. A ABN, I, I'm nominated for Best Male Supporting Actor for my role in a uh, in The Seductress um, by Mike Quasar. He's one of my favorite directors. He's great. Super funny guy. Super talented. It makes it the day goes so quick. It, like it seems like he doesn't even try and he just lets you like do your thing, and then you it comes out and it's one of the most beautiful scenes for sure. Um, and a couple more. Um, Best favorite male porn star. I just got nominated for today, but from the fan voting, which is sick. Um, there is some dudes that are like right. super iconic legends that are also nominated for us. So I'm not necessarily expecting the win or anything, but it just feels great, you know, just to be nominated and noticed <laughs> at all. Um, I uh, and then some other scenes I'm nominated that I'm in that are not like Jennifer White, who killed it, nominated for uh best gangbang scene um deep inside jennifer white scene four that that's crazy crazy scene so stuff just uh you know looking forward to going to the award shows and uh dressing up cool i got some cool outfits i dress i'm pretty casual almost every day i just wear like sweats and a t-shirt unless i'm going out and i'll try to dress a little better but for the events i kind of i kind of like try i dress really cool i just had to you know i try to dress like a porn star yeah. you know I, I i wear like you know cool stuff so and that's the only place i really dress like that because i'm not like an attention guy but at at a porn event when i'm going as like nate nasty you know i try to like i try to like you know oh, yeah so i'm excited to wear my outfits excited to see my friends excited to meet some new people <laughs> you know just excited to be part of the community it's always fun Oh, yeah. So we, uh, as I mentioned before, we've been scrolling Nade's information along the bottom. Where else can people find you, your scenes, social media, all that kind of stuff? Um, real quick, going on the last thing, you could also find me at AVN at the Hussy Models booth or the Hookup Hotshot booth or just walking around because I'll be bouncing in between the two. So if you see me, come say hi um, if you want to. <laughs> I'm a chill dude. I like when people say hi. I like talking. <laughs> Um, 
Also, where can you find my videos and stuff? Um, you can find them on my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash nasty on my many vids. Just search uh, nasty on many vids. Um, I use Sheer, which is another platform which allows some more uh, dirty stuff than OnlyFans, like uh, peeing on girls and stuff that like to be peed on. Uh, so I uh, Sheer allows more stuff like that. So if, you, if you're looking for that specifically, go there because don't ask about it on OnlyFans because you'll get me in trouble. Um, the uh, <laughs> you know you could see my all my trailers and teasers are on Pornhub. If you want to see what's going on, but you're not sure if you want to buy stuff yet, I am pretty confident after you watch my teasers and trailers, you'll want to you know maybe uh, see the full scenes. So you could check me out on Pornhub or X videos to see those things, and uh. Yeah, you know, my Twitter's named NastyXXX or my X or, you know, my X is named NastyXXX, whatever you call it these yeah. days. Instagram, it's Nate underscore Nasty. TikTok's just named Nasty. I've never posted anything yet because I just made it, but I plan to because that's what all the cool kids do these days. So, uh, um, right here. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do that this year. You know, follow my cats, the Dot Fur Boys, trying to get them. You know, as like at least like D class celebrities on Instagram, that'd be cool. Um, and yeah, that's I, I think that's it. That's basically all. I re- oh, I have a YouTube channel awesome. that I was doing some vlogs on last year. So if you want to see the couple little vlog things I posted, but I stopped because I wanted to get better equipment, which I plan on doing this year. And that's just a uh, Nate getting nasty with Nate. Let me make sure. Okay, the, the YouTube channel is just Nade and Nasty with Nade was the, uh, you know, the series. So go to that if you want to see what I'm going to be putting out this year okay. on YouTube as well. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. We're on all your... Thanks, man. Like I said before we start recording. Go ahead. I was going to uh, Sorry. I was also on most of your favorite porn Here's sites. Go. I've shot for a lot of them, so if you type my name up on almost any of your favorite porn sites, you'll probably uh, find some scenes with me on there. There you go. Check that shit out. Uh, like I said before we start recording, you're the first male porn star we've had on. I've had dozens of porn stars on, and uh, I think it went great. Awesome. I'm happy you had me, man. I, a lot uh, of shit. It's not, you don't get a lot of the perspective from the industry, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, man, I, I had a great time too. Uh, nice chilling, talking with you, smoking with you. If you ever uh, think of any oh, more yeah. uh, questions for dudes in the industry and you want to chat about it, hit me up. I'd be happy to be back on. Absolutely, man. You got anything to talk about it, promote, or anything you want to do, man, just let us know. We're here. Sweet, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Nate, thanks, man. Have a good night. There yeah, you go. Too. Nate Nasty. Go check him out, Adeline Star. Thank her as well. Thank all of you for checking out the show, spreading the word about the show. Go download that Pod Nation TV app if you're not watching us on there already. If you're watching us at a later time or hearing us at a later time, Pod Nation TV on all your Roku and Fire TV devices. You all are awesome. Thanks for watching and listening. And as always, peace, bitches.